0: 6 a.m. on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast. In London, it's 2 p.m. on Saturday. And in Malaysia, it's 1978. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Hey, I I just had a great idea. I need to get a sponsor that's an underwear company. Huh? Huh? All you agency guys out there, I know you're thinking what I'm thinking. I got a live stream. I got hundreds of followers between YouTube and Facebook and Twitch.tv. And I got a market. And since my show is called, I'm Not Wearing Pants, what better sponsor to sponsor the show than an underwear company? Huh? I mean, it could be something, you know, standard like Hanes or Fruit of the Loom. Or it could be some sexy underwear company. I'm not saying I would model your product because you probably want to sell some. And if I model the product, I'm not so sure that's going to work. But I can talk about it and promote it. So if you are with an agency or a company that is an underwear brand, I am absolutely open to the idea. Give me a buzz. Send me an email, j@jsheldon.com jay at and we'll talk. Such a deal I got for you. I'm telling you. Just thought of that. What a great idea. Yes, Jay Sheldon sponsored by Gucci says Crystal Violin. Hell yeah, grandpa with no pants, and I'm finally awake with no school. (laughs) Mohaned, hey, good to see you. We missed you the last stream or two. Uh, You have returned. Good to see you again. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Mohaned is from uh, Saudi Arabia. Nice to have you on board. Uh, Wherever you may be watching the show around the planet, uh, we are live on Facebook Live youtube j sheldon and also twitch.tv j sheldon no pants no pants as in an underwear brand really needs to sponsor me this is the coolest idea i'm not giving up on this you watch down the road kiwi little hello uh down the road i'm gonna have an underwear sponsor i promise you somehow or another i will work this out (laughs) oh my hey if you want to be part of the show i've figured out how to get not only a skype call but a skype video i believe up so you want an audio only call you want a video call you can be part of the show talk about whatever it is as long as it's relatively decent and you can be controversial if you want to but you know we don't want anybody doing anything illegal or threatening beyond that i don't care talk about whatever you want to and uh, you can do that by Skyping Jay Sheldon if you're on your laptop or handphone with Skype. If you want to use a regular handphone, cell phone, or house phone, you can call 1860 598 987 and we'll put you right on the air. And don't worry that you don't want to talk about what I'm talking about at the moment. It's okay. We don't mind. You can change the subject. In fact, whatever you want to talk about will probably be more interesting than what I'm talking about. Jay wears no pants says crystal violin because he wants to make the presence of his Calvin Klein's known. <laughs> oh my. No, you know, people have asked me that why I'm not wearing pants. The reason I've explained it before, I'll, I'll briefly explain it again is that in this day of working from home and yes, we are still under house arrest here in Malaysia and a lot of other places around the planet. It isn't quarantine. Quarantine is what you do to sick people. We're not sick. So it's a house arrest, basically. Call it what you want. That's, that's what it is. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, because these days, here to here is pretty much all you see of anybody. And tell me that 99 out of every 100 or 999 out of every 1,000 people are not wearing pants. Now, you might be in shorts, you might be in your underwear, you might be in your nothings, but it doesn't matter because it's off camera. Even if I switch over to this camera, it's still off camera. So whatever I may be wearing, it doesn't matter. And most people these days, are online doing meetings with work. And from here up, they might have a tie on and a jacket. But trust me, from here down, we're all comfortable. I happen to be very comfortable. Right underwear companies? Calvin Klein, Gucci. Or maybe a local brand. It's a really good idea. All right. Um, i got a few things to talk about and coming up of course we will end the stream tonight with another chapter in the wonderful wizard of oz in which i took a small look ahead i usually don't i read these things cold right off the pages um but tonight i took a look ahead and indeed uh we do get to meet finally the wicked witch of the west that's coming up later on Uh, Crystal violin, I don't know what the winter temperature is over there, but it is way too cold for that over here in North America. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, there is no winter other than when the calendar says it's the winter months. And in fact, a lot of people in Malaysia vacation, well, when we were not under house arrest, vacation in Australia, the land down under, where the seasons are reversed because they're under the equator. So their summer is your winter in North America and your winter right now is their summer. And the drains go the other way. I've never been there. I would kind of like to maybe take a quick trip, a little holiday to see all the typical touristy stuff in in Australia, but yeah, we'll see. Maybe one day. Not 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 before Japan. Japan is number number 1. Numero uno. Ichi um, so anyway, yes, winter in, <laughs> trust me, uh, Crystal Violin, I grew up in Connecticut, so I know from winter snowstorms and winter cold and in Fahrenheit, you know, minus 20, minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, I know from cold and you're right, unless you got the heat cranked up in your house, um, yeah, sitting around in your underwear may not be the best fashion statement, uh, or fashion advice, but, uh. Yeah, anyway. All right, I put on the thumbnail. Wow, that microphone's really sensitive tonight. I just heard myself sip and swallow. Sorry about that. And live with it. You'll get over it. Um, I put on my, uh, my thumbnail tonight. I don't know if it worked or not. Uh, what was it? Badminton, bowling, and karaoke. <laughs> I spoke about this briefly um, the other day, but I, I want to speak just a little more about it. And that is badminton, bowling, and karaoke. Um, (laughs) One of the reasons the subject came up was Nicole David, our own Malaysia's, uh, Malaysia's own Nicole David was just named the greatest athlete of all time in, I forget the Asian games or whatever. She is a, uh, a squash racquetball, whatever player. And she's brilliant. She's amazing. We have, a number of world champions, that Li Lee Chong Wei and badminton. Um, but that brought about the idea that I hadn't really thought about before, and, and that's that when, when I grew up and lived in the U.S., um, there were a few sports that were not really thought of as sports. I mean, sort of. Take, for example, badminton. Badminton is something you play at family picnics, and not a whole lot of people in the U.S. play badminton. I'm sure we probably have some badminton team, national team or something, but I'm also sure we probably suck. Um, but badminton is something that, you know, people kind of play it a bit at family picnics, and otherwise they don't give it a second thought. It does remind me, though, of uh, Jarts. <laughs> they mat- Now, if you don't know what Jarts is, let me explain it to you. It was a, a toy, a game, created, I think it was the 70s. It might have leaked into the 60s, but I'm sure it was the 70s, because I played it in the 70s. You got this big... Uh, ring plastic ring it was about i don't know foot and a half wide maybe two feet and you had two of them so you set them up on the lawn across from each other maybe 50 feet apart or so and then you had these giant darts they were uh, badminton is the sport with the scoops no um badminton uses a mini version, sort of a smaller version of it, like a tennis racket, and it has a birdie, which is the thing with the feathers coming off with a little rubber nose on it. Boonk, boonk, back and forth. That's badminton across the net. Singles, which is two, one against one, two against two, something like that. <clears throat> okay, so back to jarts. Lawn darts, or jarts as they were called. These giant darts, they were literally about this big. And they had fins on the back and a handle. And on this end, there was a pointy end which had this metal spike. And you basically, uh, how can I explain this? You basically went back and threw like this, like an underhand toss. And it arched up, it went through the air and landed in the lawn, which is why they were called lawn darts. And, sorry, my chair's creaking again. (laughs) I can't get it to stop. (laughs) Okay. Um, And whoever, if you get it in the circle, you get a point. But understand, these things were heavy, and they had a sharp spike on the end. And there's a person standing 50 feet away from you, in line with you, And you're tossing this thing at them. I am quite sure more than one person wound up with a jart in their head or their chest or God knows where. This thing would never get off the planning table these days of, oh, we have to be careful. We can't get anybody injured. Everybody gets a participation trophy and all that bull crap. But um, yeah, they, they were recalled because, you know, kids got hurt adults probably got hurt lord knows if somebody got killed um serious weapons but a lot of fun back in the day when i was growing up we took our banana seat high bicycles and we set up jumps and we set people laying down in the road in front of the jumps and we jumped over top of the people on our bikes those were the days when it was fun we drank out of the water hose from the side of the house. We stayed up until the streetlights came on, and we played lawn darts, jarts. And if you got hurt, you stood up, and you dusted yourself off, and you went right back to it again. You didn't go whining and crying to mommy like a little baby. God, you know, honest to God, wow, this is a boomer thing. Kids these days... You will never know the fun because you're not allowed to. And that sucks. It really does. Okay, so that was jarts. I got off topic. Back on topic again. Badminton, bowling, karaoke. When I moved to... Okay, badminton, not a big deal in the U.S. Bowling, more people play bowling... And there's a lot of money made in bowling leagues in the U.S. However, to be perfectly honest, I don't know about now because I haven't lived there in 20 years. I'm guessing it hasn't changed much. But bowling was thought of as, forgive me, (laughs) bowling is thought of as a, a sport that's played by trailer trash. If you don't know what trailer trash is, look it up. I'm not going to take the time to explain it. From the, you know, the smelly, unwashed people. Yeah. Um. Crystal violin. Grandpa mocks the young generation. Episode five. <laughs> I will continue until you grow a pair and get off your ass and take some chances and risk getting hurt and get your little feelings hurt. Yes, I will continue to mock you because you're an idiot. Not you, Crystal. You little whining hypocritical podies with your color TV sets and your Tony Jackman golf clubs, and your hurt feelings and participation trophies. Please. Grow a pair. Okay. Um, Bowling, really, honestly, at least for all of my life when I lived in the U.S., it was fun. I enjoyed it. But it really is thought of as kind of trailer trash. Proper people don't bowl. And karaoke. Karaoke, again, not a big thing. It may be more popular now, but when I was growing up, 70s and 80s, bit of the 90s, it really wasn't thought of as something that you would do. And if you did do karaoke, you really wouldn't be talking about it. Hey, we went up for karaoke Saturday night. It's like, really? What? I moved to Malaysia. And with the exception of badminton, which I couldn't really care much about, those three things are hugely popular here. And legit sports. Badminton, forget it. People are nuts over badminton. My significant other, tons of people that I know crazy about badminton. Uh, it is a national sport. People play it a lot, in fact, right in front of my house, the neighbor across the street, the father and daughter were playing badminton in the street um, it's it 's highly respected and i 'll tell you what i 've seen some matches. These guys and gals are amazing. Kiwi little already broke my ankles by walking thirty miles. Good for you you 're in the club. You get the badge. I hope you picked yourself up and dusted yourself off and got right back at it again. But I'm sorry you broke your ankle. Um, So badminton, huge. I'm not a big fan, but that's fine. Bowling, also. People go bowling a lot in Malaysia. And they have a great time doing it. They invite their friends. I love bowling. Back in the States, I'd hardly ever went bowling. We had uh, Skytop Lanes in Torrington, Connecticut, where I lived for a long time. Chaotic Robot, good morning. Hey, good to see you. We're bitching about young people in their participation trophies and how they never experience the good part of life. And we're talking about badminton, bowling, and karaoke. So bowling, very popular here. You don't need to be ashamed to say, hey, you want to get together and go bowling? It's a lot of fun. When we're not under house arrest, like now, people bowl all the time, and it's a lot of fun. In fact, here they've got these really cool bowling alleys that are all set up with black light uh, and, and day glow colors and everything. And they turn the lights down, and they've got black lights. Even the bowling balls are all colored with you know the fluorescent paint, so they glow. It's really cool. Look it up. You check it out. Um, And the other thing is karaoke. I love karaoke. In fact, I have a karaoke system here on my laptop. And I will just, behind the scenes, I will just sing karaoke to myself up here in my studio when I'm, if I'm that bored. But yeah, uh, karaoke is hugely popular. There are tons of karaoke uh, companies here where you go and you pay and you sing karaoke. We're all terrible at it for the most part, but it's a lot of fun. And again, that's something that in the States, it may be popular, but it's not It's not among the, you know, the things you talk about that you would do, some hobby that I have. Oh, I sing karaoke, want to get together? You do karaoke. It's kind of a little off-putting that someone does karaoke. Here, hugely popular, lots of fun. So that's three things here in Malaysia and other parts of Southeast Asia, badminton, bowling, karaoke, that I love to do. And here, people do them. They're proud of it. They have a great time. And I'm so pleased because I i get to do some of the things I like that in the States, you either couldn't find any friends who wanted to go bowling or go karaoke with you, uh, or you went by yourself. And, you know, bowling by yourself is kind of a snoozer. Uh, chaotic Robot, yeah, not too popular here. Uh, Kiwi Little uh, Sports, Wii Sports, the way to play bowling now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> indeed. Oh, man. I'm telling you, we Sports. <laughs> but you know what? That's still, it's not the same. when When we're not under house arrest and we can go out We mingle with our friends. We chit-chat. We rib each other. We kid around. We joke. We poke fun at. And there's that camaraderie that you get. You just can't get doing online sports, Wii sports, video games, um, that kind of thing. It's just not the same. That's too bad. That's too bad. Uh, Yeah. Just... Imagine looking down at a kid who just got hit a bit by a bulldog and saying, oh, shuck a clam. <laughs> yes. Eh, go shuck a clam. <laughs> okay, Crystal. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, chaotic Robot. Wish we still had a bowling alley here. The one I used to go to kind of closed a few years ago. That sucks. Mother of Thoughts, 2004 with the 2004 hello there mother of thoughts good to see you thanks for joining the stream uh wherever you may be facebook live J. sheldon on youtube live and of course twitch.tv J. sheldon no pants good to uh good to have you along uh my favorite song for singing karaoke hmm Ah, I know, of course. Why did I even hesitate? You won't probably know this song. But I love this song in general, and I love to sing this song. It's by Billy Vera and the Beaters. And at this point, you're going, what? <laughs> Billy Vera and the Beaters is the name of the group. Billy Vera is the lead singer. The Beaters is like the band. You know, it's like Huey Lewis and the News, which you may also not know, but that's fine. Old school boomer. The song is um, If I Could Just Hold You Again. Is that the title, I think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the title. It's, it's amazing. It is such a cool song to sing in karaoke um i used to have a recording of me singing it in karaoke but i think i deleted it off my phone if i did i would embarrass myself and and play a piece of it for you just not enough to get a copyright strike but um yeah it's it's a very cool look it up billy vera and the beaters no it's called at this moment sorry that's what it's called at this moment billy vera and the beaters check it out really cool song you'll love it trust me it's very very good that's my favorite karaoke song. <laughs> Grandpa pulls out a record player and plays the fake Beatles. You want? Here's another one. Boy, you know, I kind of had nothing to talk about tonight, and suddenly I've got a thousand things. Thank you guys. Um, you're on Twitch, Mother of Mother of Thoughts. Cool. Um, yeah, please do look up Billy Vera and the Beaters. For some reason, my chat is not scrolling uh, on my uh, studio software here, so I have to kind of keep looking um can't stay for long gotta go have a coffee run for mom okay good um the beatles i love music i have always been involved in music uh my whole life i taught myself to play all almost any instrument i can pick it up and at least play some small stupid melody on it i've I've always i was born that way i'm not bragging it's not all you know Ooh, aren't i cool um i it's just it's a gift that I was given when I was born. Uh, both my parents were very musically oriented and talented, and um, I guess I inherited that. Uh, I can hear a song and <laughs> thanks for the follow, Mother. Um, I can hear a song and pretty much just play it on the keyboard on the piano. And um, invis Tody Toby, forgetting what day it is. It's Saturday. At least it's Saturday night here in Malaysia where I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, okay, so musical my whole life. And uh, I love music. I love... Everyone says, what's your favorite kind of music? I love all kinds of music. The only music I really have no use for, because to me, it's not music. Don't hate me, but rap. Rap is... Timed, melodic poetry, it ain't music. If you're not singing or creating melodic notes, sorry, in my opinion, I'm a boomer, I'm an old man, I don't give a crap what you think. Rap is not music. So beyond that, I love it all. Classical, country, rock, disco, Lithuanian language records. I mean, whatever it is, doesn't matter. I I love all kinds of music. Um, However, well, sorry, Crystal, but this boy. Um, (laughs) uh, I don't like the Beatles. I know, right? I mean, who doesn't like the Beatles? Seriously, I don't know what it is, but their harmonies great on my nerves. They drive me crazy. I just don't like their sound. Everybody loves the Beatles. Now, to be fair, there's one or two Beatles songs that I do like, and they're technically not Beatles songs. Imagine, which is John Lennon, and Something, which is credited to the Beatles. You know, something in the way she moves attracts me like no other lover. That one. I really, really actually love that song. But that's really about it for Beatles music. The rest of it mm, just does nothing for me. Um, yeah, I, um, I'm not a fan. Love all kinds of music in every form, except not a fan of rap. But beyond that, whatever it is, I listen to it. I listen to everything. You should you should see my uh, Spotify, my playlist is like all over the place. So, yeah. All right, I got one more thing before we get to the Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Um, I want to talk about. Listen to jazz. I love jazz. I very often, if I'm working or writing or something, I've got jazz playing in the background. Love jazz. Love jazz. Love jazz. Love jazz. Um, one more thing that I want to talk about before I get to the wonderful Wizard of Oz. It is the season in Malaysia, China, and other places that make a big deal out of Chinese New Year. It is the season for dragon meat. Dragon meat. Yes. Um, let me let me get back to this. I want to I just In case you're on Facebook Live or YouTube, you can't see the twitch.tv chatting. So I I try and keep you up to date on what people are talking about. Uh, My two favorite genres are funk and this more electronic genre called breakcore. Now that's one I don't know. Um, Since when you're as old as I, since you're old, I highly suggested you don't listen to it. Its whole focus is sounding, well, broken and mashed together. That's all right. Uh, Honestly, uh, I'll check it out, and uh you know we'll see what happens um uses like one hundred samples a minute. Wow, oh my god! <laughs> my laptop is throwing a fit today. oh no robot ro- chaotic robotic <laughs> all right uh dragon meat, yes, it's dragon meat season now, dragon meat is harvested from some of the most ferocious dragons you can find. Uh it it literally is is the meat of these dragons who are hunted and killed and then what do they call that when they they hang the animal up and they carve it up? I, I, the word's not popping in my head. But um it, and you can imagine these days how difficult it is actually to find dragons. They're very rare. So uh, the idea here I brought some on the show. This is reflection this is dragon meat it is after it's carved very thinly you see how thin that is after this is obviously this is in a plastic package but after it's carved very thinly then it is fried or barbecued on like a charcoal fire and that's what gives it this kind of burnt thing along the edges here and I wanted to open this up on the air and show you. But there's another problem. Hold on. There we go. I hope I can get this. The other problem is this. When they fry it, this dragon, oh my god, it smells so good. It's unbelievably good. Let me grab this and pull it out. There we go. You see how shiny that is? I don't know what that is. Maybe if you, mm, maybe if you are a dragon meat aficionado, um, you can tell me. Is is that grease? Cause it's really greasy, but it's very flavorful. Imagine dragon meat tasting like super buttered pork. Actually, yeah, you're right. It does kind of taste like super buttered pork. So what I do is this. I take the dragon meat. You know what? Let me switch cameras. It's going to be easier. There. I take the dragon meat, and I take a paper towel, and then I pull it out of the package like this. There. Okay? So, got on the paper towel. Now, actually, I've got two paper towels. I flip this one over like that. Oh, my God. Here, let me show you. Look, see that? Look at the amount of grease. Like I said, I don't know if that's actually grease or some sort of flavoring or something, but it is greasy. And it's—I don't know. So you can pretty much just tear a piece off. Now that's a really tiny little piece. And eat it. Oh my God, this is so good. For some reason. People call this Bakwa. I don't know how to spell it. Like B-A or maybe B-A-K-W-A-H. Bakwa. Um, and it is really, really good. Um. Dad taught me to do that. He told me if the plaza... Oh, if the pizza's super oily like New York pizza usually is. Take a napkin, pat it down. Yeah, that works every time. So, um... I don't want to be eating on camera the whole night. And this stuff is going to make my throat all greasy and gross. There you go. Let me hold it right up. It's going to screw up my focus, but that's all right. Can we focus in on that? There you go. Check it out. Hmm. And hopefully the focus will come back to me. And it's so good. I can't even really describe what this. No, a bakwa is Chinese. Hmm. I don't know what dialect, but bakwa is Chinese. Um, Because it's not politically correct to be hunting dragons and slaughtering them for their meat. So people say it's made from pork or chicken, stuff like that. Because, you know, if, if people found out it was actually from dragons, then all hell would break loose. Everyone would be protesting and there'd be no more... There'd be no more dragon meat. So they keep it a big, well kept secret, but trust me, it's the actual meat of actual dragons, which is another reason why it's so expensive. This stuff at the mall, in the shops, for like 500 grams, which is maybe, I'll show you the slice again. Okay, it's, it's extremely thin. See how thin that is? 500 grams of this. I saw in one shop it's going for about 55 ringgit another shop 80 something ringgit for 500 grams half a kilo Mm. the other thing is i'm surprised miko hasn't shown up because miko loves dragon meat is she here no usually she can smell it she comes running and by the way miko has been very sick for the last 24 hours she just got better She just started running around, but from Friday night, all overnight last night, I was up half the night with her. Again, it always seems to happen on the weekend. Uh, Pork floss is another one. Hey, Marion Chan over on Facebook. Good to see you. Hey, Marion. Yeah, pork floss. It is to die for. I love pork floss. I don't have any. I will bring some on the stream and we'll talk about pork floss, hopefully next time. Uh, But that's another one that people in the other parts of the planet may not know about. Pork floss is very cool. We'll, f- we'll t- tell you about that. I'll get some, bring it on. It's really good. Hey, great to see you, Marion. Thanks so much. Give us a like and a share and a hello. It's good to see you. Um. Uh-oh. Guess who's here? She made it. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey. She made it. Miko made it. Yes, Miko is much better. And she's not going to wind up on the camera, probably, because she's very interested in the dragon meat. Can you come over here and say hi? Huh? Can you say hi? What if we switch cameras? Will you show up better there? There you go. See? You're over there. You're over there. Say hi. You want to say hi? Now that you're feeling better? Huh? Now you're feeling better? Are you okay? You feel better? I will give you some dragon meat, yes. But just a little tiny bit, because I don't want to upset your tummy again. Okay? All right. (laughs) Cool. Okay? I don't want to keep her on my lap too long, because she's not that comfortable. (laughs) She did come up because she smelled the dragon meat, though. All right, Miko. Here we go. Up, up, up. Up you go. There we go. Good girl. Okay? All right, babe. Say hi. Bye. Bye. Say hi, everybody. Bye, everybody. That's her breathing. <laughs> okay. Good girl. Good girl. There you go. All right. You want some dragon meat? I give you some. Just a little tiny piece. Cause I don't want to stay up all night trying to take care of you. There we go. Okay. Good girl. All right. Now get out. No. No more. No more. All done. All done. We have to do this. If we if we're gonna feed her something, when she's waiting for more, we go like this it means No more. No, baby, no more. No more. I don't have I know you can smell, you know I'm lying. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> she's doing she's doing very well. And she loves dragon meat. By the way, it is hot hotter than hell in here tonight. Everywhere, it's, again, Chinese New Year's coming, it gets hot. Not because of Chinese New Year, because of the time of year. And since Chinese New Year happens around the same time, according to the lunar calendar, right now it gets hot. Marion, sorry, just saw your chat. Miss you, too. It's been a long time. All right. Dragon. (laughs) She's still sitting here, and she still knows I've got dragon meat. Okay, babe. <laughs> she wants some so bad. No, if you hadn't just been sick last night, I would give you another piece, but I really can't. You'd be a good girl. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, she's crazy. Okay. There's a big swallow. <clears throat> it is, uh, wow. Wow. We've done 40 minutes here. And we have a big chapter tonight, as you know, or maybe you don't. uh, At the end of every stream, I read a chapter from a classic. Uh, It is a uh, book that books that are in the public domain, and they are free and available to the public. We have to say a big shout out and a thank you to the folks at the Gutenberg Project, which is... uh, Gutenberg.org. Gutenberg.org is where you will find these uh, amazing books. And they are in... Hold on. There we go. Okay. They are in, uh, in e-form, so you can download them. You can read them online if you want. Download, read them later. Um we have been doing The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, which is the original L. Frank Baum version. It does vary quite quite often from the film. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we've been reading. <coughs> Yesterday we went to the Emerald City, finally met the wizard, but I mentioned that we still hadn't met the Wicked Witch of the West, um, whereas in the film she comes in quite early in the cast of characters. That's kind of a film thing. You have to introduce your main characters early on in the film. But in this case, we are about to meet her today, I have a feeling, because I read ahead a little bit. But this is a very long chapter, like last night. So get ready for that. Um, while Miko is apparently going to sit here <laughs> staring at me because she still wants dragon meat. <laughs> Unbelievable. She's not going to go away, you know, till I finish this dragon meat. Okay, L. Frank Baum's original, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. And it's chapter 12 tonight, The Search for the Wicked Witch. The soldier with the green whiskers led them through the streets of the Emerald City until they reached the room where the Guardian of the Gates lived. Now this officer unlocked their spectacles to put them back in his great box, and then he politely opened the gate for our friends. Which road leads to the Wicked Witch of the West? asked Dorothy. There is no road, answered the Guardian of the Gates. No one ever wishes to go that way. How then are we to find her? inquired the girl. That will be easy, replied the man. For when she knows you are in the country of the Winkies, she will find you and make you all her slaves. Perhaps not, said the Scarecrow, for we mean to destroy her. Oh, that is different, said the Guardian of the Gates. No one has ever destroyed her before, so I naturally thought she would make slaves of you as she has of the rest. Uh, But take care, for she is wicked and fierce. And may not allow you to destroy her. Keep to the west where the sun sets. And you cannot fail to find her. Well, they thanked her. Sorry. They thanked him and bade him good-bye, and turned towards the west, walking over the fields of soft grass dotted here and there with daisies and buttercups. Dorothy still wore the pretty silk dress she'd put on in the palace, but now, to her surprise, she found out it was no longer green, but pure white. The ribbon around Toto's neck had also lost its green color, and was as white as Dorothy's dress. The emerald city was soon left far behind. As they advanced, the ground became rougher and hillier. For there were no farms nor houses in this country of the west, and the ground was untilled. In the afternoon, the sun shone hot in their faces, for there were no trees to offer them shade. So that before night, Dorothy and Toto and the lion were tired, and lay down upon the grass and fell asleep with the woodman and the scarecrow keeping watch now the wicked witch of the west had but one eye yet that was as powerful as a telescope and she could see everywhere so as she sat in the door of her castle she happened to look around and saw dorothy lying asleep with her friends all about her. They were a long distance off, but the Wicked Witch was angry to find them in her country, so she blew upon a silver whistle that hung around her neck. At once there came running to her from all directions a pack of great wolves. They had long legs and fierce eyes and sharp teeth. "'Go to those people,' said the witch, "'and tear them to pieces.' "'Are you not going to make them your slaves?' "'asked the leader of the wolves.' "'No,' she answered. "'One of them is tin. "'The other one is straw. "'One is a girl and another a lion. "'None of them is fit to work, "'so you may tear them into small pieces.' "'Very well,' said the wolf.' and he dashed away at full speed, followed by the others. It was lucky the scarecrow and the woodman were wide awake and heard the wolves coming. This is my fight, said the woodman, so get behind me, and I will meet them as they come. He seized the axe, which he had made very sharp, and as the leader of the wolves came on the tin man, and chopped the wolf's head from its body so that it it immediately died. As soon as he could raise his axe, another wolf came up, and he also felt under the sharp edge of the tin woodman's weapon. There were forty wolves, and forty times a wolf was killed, so that at last they all lay dead in a heap before the woodman. Then he put down his axe and sat beside the scarecrow who said it was a good fight friend they waited until dorothy awoke the next morning the little girl was quite frightened when she saw the great pile of shaggy wolves but the tin woodman told her it all she thanked him for saving them and she sat down to breakfast after which they started again upon their journey now this same morning the wicked witch came to the door of her castle "'and looked out with her one eye that she could see far off. "'She saw all her wolves lying dead, "'and the strangers still traveling through her country. "'This made her angrier than before, "'and she blew her silver whistle twice. "'Straight away, a great flock of wild crows came flying toward her, "'enough to darken the sky.' And the wicked witch said to the king crow, Fly at once to the strangers, peck out their eyes, and tear them to pieces. The wild crows flew in one great flock towards Dorothy and her friends. When the little girl saw them coming, she was very afraid. But the scarecrow said, This is my battle, so lie down beside me, and you will not be harmed. So they all lay upon the ground, except the Scarecrow. And he stood up and stretched out his arms, and when the crows saw him, they were frightened, as these birds always are by Scarecrows, and they did not dare come any nearer. But the King Crow said, It's only a stuffed man. I will peck out his eyes. The king crow flew at the scarecrow, who caught it by the head and twisted its neck until it died. And then another crow flew at him, and the scarecrow twisted its neck also. There were forty crows, and forty times the scarecrow twisted a neck until at last all were lying dead beside him. Then he called to his companions to rise and again. They went on their journey. When the wicked witch looked out again and saw all her crows lying in a heap, she got into a terrible rage and blew three times upon her silver whistle. Forthwith, there was heard a great buzzing in the air, and a swarm of black bees came flying toward her. Go to the strangers and sting them to death, commanded the witch. And the bees turned and flew rapidly until they came to where Dorothy and her friends were walking. But the woodman had seen them coming, and the scarecrow had decided what to do. Take out my straw and scatter it over the little girl and the dog and the lion, he said to the woodman, and the bees cannot sting them. This the woodman did. And as Dorothy lay close to the lion and held Toto in her arms, the straw covered them entirely. The bees came and found no one but the woodman to sting. So they flew at him and broke off all their stings against the tin without hurting the woodman at all. And as bees cannot live without their stings, that was the end of the black bees. And they lay scattered thick about the woodman, like little heaps of fine coal. Then Dorothy and the lion got up and the girl helped the tin woodman put the straw back into the scarecrow again until he was as good as ever. So they started upon their journey once more. The wicked witch was so angry when she saw her black bees and little heaps like fine coal that she stamped her foot and tore her hair and gnashed her teeth and then she called a dozen of her slaves who were the winkies and gave them sharp spears telling them to go to the strangers and destroy them now the winkies were not brave people but they had to do as they were told so they marched away until they came near to dorothy then THE LION GAVE A GREAT ROAR AND SPRANG TOWARDS THEM, AND THE POOR WINKIES WERE SO FRIGHTENED, THEY RAN BACK AS FAST AS THEY COULD. WHEN THEY RETURNED TO THE CASTLE, THE WICKED WITCH BEAT THEM WELL WITH A STRAP AND SENT THEM BACK TO THEIR WORK, AFTER WHICH SHE SAT DOWN TO THINK WHAT SHE COULD DO NEXT. SHE COULD NOT UNDERSTAND HOW ALL OF HER PLANS TO DESTROY THESE STRANGERS HAD FAILED. She was a powerful witch, as well as a wicked one, and she soon made up her mind how to act. There was in her cupboard a golden cap with a circle of diamonds and rubies running round it. The golden cap had a charm. Whoever owned it could call three times upon the winged monkeys, who would obey any creature more than three times no one could command these strange creatures more than three times twice already the wicked witch had used the charm of the cap once was when she'd made the winkies her slaves and set herself to rule over their country the winged monkeys had helped her do this the second time was when she had fought against the great oz himself and driven him out of the land of the west The winged monkeys had also helped her in doing this. Only once more could she use this golden cap, for which reason she did not like to do so until all her other powers were exhausted. But now that her fierce wolves and wild crows and stinging bees were gone, and her slaves had been scared away by the cowardly lion, she saw there was only one way left, destroy Dorothy and her friends. So the wicked witch took the golden cap from her cupboard and placed it upon her head. Then she to- stood upon her left foot and said slowly, Eepie, Pee-pee, Keke. Next she stood upon her right foot and said, Hilo, holo, hello. After this, she stood upon both feet and cried in a loud voice, "Sissy, Zusi, Zeke. And now the charm began to work. The sky was darkened and a low, rumbling sound was heard in the air. There was a rushing of many wings, a great chattering and laughing, and the sun came out of the dark sky to show the wicked witch surrounded by a crowd of monkeys, each with a pair of immense and powerful wings on its shoulders one much bigger than the others seemed to be their leader he flew close to the witch and said you have called for us to the third and last time what do you command go to the strangers who are within my land and destroy them all except the lion said the wicked witch bring that beast to me for I have the mind to harness him like a horse and make him work. Your commands shall be obeyed, said the leader. Then, with a great deal of chattering and noise, the winged monkeys flew away to the place where Dorothy and her friends were walking some of the monkeys seized the tin woodman and carried him through the air until they were over a country thickly covered with sharp rocks here they dropped the poor woodman who fell a great distance to the rocks where he lay so battered and dented he could neither move nor groan others of the monkeys caught the scarecrow with their long fingers pulled out all the straw from his clothes and head "'They made his hat and boots and clothes into a small bundle "'and threw it into the top branches of a tall tree. "'The remaining monkeys threw pieces of stout rope around the lion "'and wound many coils around his body and head and legs "'until he was quite unable to bite or scratch or struggle in any way. "'Then they lifted him up and flew away with him to the witch's castle, "'where he was placed in a small yard.' With a high iron fence around it so that he could not escape but dorothy they did not harm at all she stood with toto in her arms watching the sad fate of her comrades and thinking it would be soon would be her turn the leader of the winged monkeys flew up to her his long hairy arms stretched out and his ugly face grinning terribly But when he saw the mark of the good witch's kiss upon her forehead, he stopped short, motioning the others not to touch her. We dare not harm this little girl, he said to them, for she is protected by the power of good, and that is greater than the power of evil. All we can do is carry her to the castle of the wicked witch and leave her there so carefully and gently they lifted dorothy in their arms and carried her swiftly through the air until they came to the castle where they set her down upon the front doorstep then the leader said to the witch we have obeyed you as far as we were able the tin woodman and the scarecrow are destroyed and the lion is tied up in your yard the little girl we dare not harm nor the dog she carries in her arms. Your power over our band is now ended, and you will never see us again. Then all the winged monkeys, with much much laughing and chattering and noise, flew into the air and soon were out of sight. The wicked witch was both surprised and worried, When she saw the mark on dorothy's forehead for she knew well that neither the winged monkeys nor she herself dare hurt the girl in any way she looked down at dorothy's feet and seeing the silver shoes began to tremble with fear for she knew what a powerful charm belonged to them at first the witch was tempted to run away from dorothy but she happened to look into the child's eyes and saw how simple the soul behind them was, and that the little girl did not know the wonderful power the silver shoes gave her. So the wicked witch laughed to herself and thought, "Mm, I can still make her my slave, for she does not know how to use her power. And then she said to Dorothy harshly and severely, Come with me, and see that you mind everything I tell you, for if you do not, I will make an end of you, as I did the tin woodman and the scarecrow. Dorothy followed her through many of the beautiful rooms of her castle, until they came to the kitchen, where the witch bade her clean the pots and kettles and sweep the floor and keep the fire fed with wood. Dorothy went to work meekly, with her mind made up to work as hard as she could, for she was glad the wicked witch had decided not to kill her. With Dorothy hard at work, the witch thought she would go into the courtyard and harness the cowardly lion like a horse. It would abuse her, she was sure, to make him draw her chariot whenever she wished to go for a drive. But as she opened the gate, the lion gave a loud roar and bounded at her so fiercely that the witch was afraid, and ran out and shut the gate again. Well, if I cannot harness you, said the witch to the lion, speaking through the bars of the gate, I can starve you. You shall have nothing to eat until I, you do as I wish. So after that, she took no food to the imprisoned lion, but every day she came back to the gate at noon and asked, "'Are you ready to be harnessed like a horse?' And the lion would answer, "'No, and if you come in this yard, I will bite you.' The reason the lion did not have to do as the witch wished was that every night, while the woman was asleep, Dorothy carried him food from the cupboard." and after he had eaten, he would lie down on his bed of straw, and Dorothy would lie down beside him and put her head on his soft, shaggy mane. While they talked of their troubles and tried to plan some way to escape, but they could find no way to get out of the castle, for it was constantly guarded by the yellow Winkies, who were the slaves of the Wicked Witch, and far too afraid of her not to do as she told them. The girl had to work hard during the day, and often the witch threatened to beat her with the same old umbrella she always carried in her hand. But in truth, she did not dare to strike Dorothy because of the mark upon her forehead. The child did not know this, and was full of fear for herself and Toto. Once the witch struck Toto a blow with her umbrella, and the brave little dog flew at her and bit her leg in return. The witch did not bleed where she was bitten, for she was so wicked that the blood in her had dried up many years before. Dorothy's life became very sad as she grew to understand that it would be harder than ever to get back to Kansas and Aunt Em again. Sometimes she would cry bitterly for hours, with Toto sitting at her feet and looking into her face, whining dismally to show how sorry he was for his little mistress toto did not really care whether he was in kansas or the land of oz so long as dorothy was with him but he knew the little girl was unhappy and that made him unhappy too well now the wicked witch had a great longing to have for her own the silver shoes which the girl always wore Her bees and her crows and her wolves were lying in heaps and drying up, and she'd used up all the power of the golden cap. But if she could only get a hold of the silver shoes, they would give her more power than all the other things she had lost. She watched Dorothy carefully to see if she ever took off the shoes, thinking she might steal them. But the child was so proud of her pretty shoes she never took them off except at night and when she took her bath now the witch was too much afraid of the dark to dare to go into dorothy's room at night and take the shoes and her dread of water was greater than her fear of the dark so she never came near when dorothy was bathing indeed the old witch never touched water not ever let water touch her in any way But the wicked creature was very cunning, and she finally thought of a trick that would give her what she wanted. She placed a bar of iron in the middle of the kitchen floor, and then by her magic arts made the iron invisible to the human eye, so that when Dorothy walked across the floor, she stumbled over the bar not being able to see it, and fell at full length. She was not much hurt, but in her fall one of the silver shoes came off, and before she could reach it, the witch had snatched it away and put it on her skinny foot. The wicked woman was greatly pleased with the success of her trick, for as long as she had one of the shoes, she owned half the power of their charm, and Dorothy could not use it against her. But even now she had known how to do so. The little girl, seeing she'd lost one of her pretty shoes, grew angry and said to the witch, Give me back my shoe. I will not, retorted the witch, for it is now my shoe and not yours. You are a wicked creature, cried Dorothy. You have no right to take my shoe from me. I shall keep it just the same said the witch laughing at her Some day, i will get the other one from you too now this made dorothy very angry so much so she picked up the bucket of water that stood near and dashed it over the witch wetting her from head to foot instantly the wicked woman gave a loud cry of fear and then as dorothy looked at her in wonder the witch began to shrink and fall away. "'See what you've done!' she screamed. "'In a minute I shall melt away!' "'Oh, I'm very sorry indeed,' said Dorothy, who was truly frightened to see the witch actually melting away, like brown sugar before her very eyes." "'Didn't you know water would be the end of me?' cried the witch in a wailing, despering voice. "'Of course not,' answered Dorothy. "'How should I? "'Well, in a few moments I shall be all melted, "'and you will have the castle to yourself. "'I've been wicked in my day, "'but I never thought a little girl like you would ever be able to melt me.' And end my wicked deeds. Look out. Here I go. And with those words, the witch fell down in a brown, melted, shapeless mass. And began to spread over the clean boards of the kitchen floor. Seeing that she really had melted away to nothing, Dorothy drew another bucket of water and threw it over the mess. She then swept it all out the door. After picking up the silver shoe, which was all that was left of the old woman, she cleaned and dried it with a cloth and put it on her foot again. Then, being at last free to do as she chose, she ran out to the courtyard to tell the lion that the Wicked Witch of the West had come to an end, and that they were no longer prisoners in this very strange land. Wow. (laughs) Yes, I'm melting. That was a long chapter. Chapter 12, The Wicked Witch of the West. We both met her. And she's gone in the same chapter. Uh, coming up next time, we'll do chapter 13, which is The Rescue. We're getting very much towards the end of this book. This has been terribly cool to see how much different this is from the from the actual movie. And we did see The Flying Monkeys, even though we got wolves and bees and whatever the other one was. Um, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> we will do a chapter 13 next time on our stream, and... Uh, and check out the uh the adventure as it continues. Sorry, I had to pull these things off. They got terribly out of sync with my microphone. And they're very sweaty because it's extremely hot. Not only in this studio, but in the country in general. So anyway. Guys, thanks for sticking with me. I can't believe you did. Um uh Crystal Violin loved it equally as interesting as it was horrifying. Yeah. That's the thing. It is so violent um, compared to the film. This book, I mean, lopping off the head of wolves and killing all the animals. <laughs> it was, uh, Yeah, it's, it's extremely violent. This is a children's story. Wow. Back in the day, right? Thank you, Marion. Thanks for sticking with us here. Appreciate it. All right, that's it, guys. We've done, uh, oh my God, we've done almost an hour and 12 minutes here. It's uh, probably my longest stream ever, uh, but thank you. Thanks for sticking out. Whether you're on Facebook Live, I'm not wearing pants. Uh, J. Sheldon on YouTube Live, and of course Switch TV. Uh, J. Sheldon, no pants. Had a great time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your um, of your weekend, or the rest of your Saturday if you're just waking up. And uh, yeah, sorry, Crystal. The monkeys did not fly on uh, on motorcycles. And you're right. I didn't realize it was so different. I don't read ahead. I like to to kind of discover this with you guys while I'm reading it. Um, So I I don't quite know what's going to happen. I'm amazed at some of it. That's why you'll see my facial expressions as I'm reading this. It's like, what? What just happened? He cut their heads off? Uh, Yeah, weird. All right, guys. uh, Like, follow, share, comment, review whatever you'd like to do. Thanks very much. Again, if you want to help contribute, you can punch on that. On Facebook, you'll see in the description a place you can hit on the link, make a donation to the cause. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, there were silver shoes, not red ruby ones. You're right. Um, And the golden hat. You're right. Yeah, I had no idea where that came from either. All right. And yeah, not not ruby shoes, but silver shoes. Very cool. Guys, uh, I'm out of here. Thank you again for everything, and we will see you. Our next scheduled stream is coming up on Tuesday night. May pop on now and then, just uh, unexpectedly, so keep an eye on your notifications. I will see you again at least on Tuesday, if not before that. Thanks again for joining me and putting up with my ridiculosity tonight. I am Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo!